0: podcast and welcome to 2022 i'm casey i'm robin how's it going robin i feel like it's been so
1: long since it was just the two of us on an episode it has been a while it has been a while i am good i am ready for the holidays to be over and for 2022 to get started yeah 2021 was not all it was cracked up to be (laughs) (laughs) you're telling me oh my god uh yeah an old an old um post popped up like a what's it like a memory or whatever on facebook and it was new year's eve of 2020 and i said something like you know here's hoping 2021 is gonna be our best year ever because 2020 sucked so bad and oh poor sweet robin (laughs) i know know. but again we've got to have hope so here's to 2022 being the year things have changed things have moved yeah i don't know if they've moved i feel like some things have moved in a better direction and some people some things have moved in a worse direction Mm. um but here we are with hope that 2022 will will be better yeah we can do is just keep working on it right right
0: yeah and I think it's also important to like look back and acknowledge that you know 2021 maybe it kind of sucked as a whole but there were definitely highlights there were good parts of the year as well and it's important to you know hold those things close to our hearts and rem- remember those things so you want to start
1: there sure okay you, you start because you did a facebook post that was really good oh, okay that kind of highlighted your gear and i haven't done that yet so i'll have to pull it out of my head so yeah you-
0: i did a facebook post that was just like the highlights of my year and a lot of it had to do with the studio um you know i i was like teaching during the pandemic was so hard teaching in socially distanced classrooms teaching hybrid online and in person teaching only online all those things were so challenging and it was just so beautiful and inspiring to me to watch my team make it through and make the best of that um and now we're in a place where knock on wood we're back to full capacity classes we're still dancing with masks on but we're not socially distanced and we don't really have any students. We have like a couple of students who are still doing Zoom only, but not very many at all. Um, and so it's like, yeah, we did that. <laughs> and it was really hard. And they did it with such grace and no complaining and no whining. And they just made the best of it. And we really focused on the kids and we focused on, you know, making sure that they had this this sense of stability in their lives. And, and that was really important to us. And I think sharing that mission as a, as a team was really beautiful. So that was so inspiring to look back on. Um, I also am so grateful and so thankful for my, um, I have one administrative person. I have, I have my a couple of teachers who work the front desk here and there, but just like, you know, filling gaps. Um, But I have one main administrative person, Brittany, and she is just phenomenal. And she has worked so hard to get us to reach our enrollment goal. And we did it and we surpassed it.
1: That is great.
0: That is fantastic. When did you reach it? Um, I think we hit it in like October and then we just kept on pushing and now we've surpassed our goal. And it feels incredible. And she really has been like obsessive about it. So um, I'm just so grateful for her. And she really keeps me on track of my stuff too. And so having her on the team has been just so wonderful. Um, she started in 20, no, she started in 2019. Um, or no, she started in 2020. Anyway, it doesn't matter, but she's fairly new to my, to my team. And she's just fabulous. She's really, really driven. She's really creative in her approach to problem solving. um, And she's just fabulous. So that's definitely been a highlight of my year, reaching that enrollment goal, mostly because of her hard work. Um, So I shouted her out in my Facebook post that I made. Um, Let's see, another highlight was having an actual audience at our recital this past year. We had a very limited audience. We did five Um, audience members per dancer and just one class at a time so we ushered the audience in they watched their kids on stage and then they we filtered them out and then the next group came in Um, and it was you know not a not a regular show but as close as we could make it to a regular show and being able to see the joy in the parents faces as they watch their kids on stage. And then the joy on the faces of the kids on stage, as they got to perform for their parents and, you know, grandparents and others, um, that made it all worth it. You know, I mean, just like, that's just so beautiful and was a good reminder of like, yes, that's why we do all this bullshit. That's why we keep put up with all the shenanigans, like, because, That's why we've been teaching socially distanced classes for however long it's been because that moment on stage really makes it worth it. And then we did our, another highlight was our video premiere, which we did in the park again on the soccer field. So we rented a a big um, screen and a projector and a sound system and had people just spread out on the fields with their lawn chairs and their picnic dinners. And that was really fun. It's really a community building event. Um, if you don't have a video premiere at your studio, I highly recommend that you do it because it's just so much fun for the dancers. And I think for the parents, it's fun because, you know, maybe they've already seen the whole show. They don't necessarily need to, you know, be there to watch it again, but they love watching their kids watch the show. Um, and you know, for us this year, none of the parents had seen all of the dances, so they got to see the whole show in its entirety and, um, and that was really great. So, and we had, you know, younger siblings and some of our younger students and some of our teachers, young kids were just up at the front dancing along with the music and having a great time. And my parents came down to help out and to see it. And it was just really lovely. So I think that was definitely a highlight as well. That's
1: amazing. You had a great year, Casey. Thanks. <laughs> and I'm sure sprinkled in there were some bumps in the road, but when you yeah. eliminate those from the list and just right. read the list of the highlights, yeah, it sounds like you had a fantastic year.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And I'm just so grateful for my team making all of that possible. You know, mm-hmm. it without obviously without them, I couldn't. I certainly couldn't do it all by myself. And they they are really on board and they're really um enthusiastic about about being a part of my team and that's yeah but that you led, is beautiful
1: and you've you led them in that yes. direction yes so without a leader they would not have known which way to go exactly
0: yeah yeah how about you what are the highlights of your 2021
1: well I started off 2021 by spending the um, the winter in Florida, which That's was right. fantastic because all of my life, as long as I could remember, I dread January, February, March because, you know, it's dreary. the tr- you know, there's no blue skies, there's no green trees. It's just too much for me. Um, so now finally, <laughs> I can look forward to January, but anyway, uh, it was our first year that we actually did our, fir- you know, our snowbird thing, and that was really good for my my mental, you know, state. Um, also, being in Florida, being a free state, uh, there was a lot less um, restrictions, so I got very comfortable in an environment where masks were not required and you know, people were just kind of living a different kind of, of life. There was less, less, less fear, I think. And people were just, you know, and also you're around a lot of people who are vacationing and, and often, you know, regardless of what they do in their real life, sometimes when people go on vacation, they let loose a little bit. Right. So I was able to get a lot of work done. While I was in Florida, which was also very satisfying because I didn't have, I don't know why, but there was just less distractions, you know, like less people in my house, less animals in my house, less, just little distractions. So I was able to really get a lot of work done.
0: Isn't that so funny that like, you're technically on vacation, you're in your vacation home. And one of the highlights of your vacation is getting a lot of work done.
1: (laughs) I love it. I know. (laughs) Because for us dance studio owners, like we feel really good when we get a, like, when we feel like we're a little bit ahead of the game yes. and we've gotten our to-do list, you know, cleared off. Totally and, checked you know, off. We, yeah. We're out of the muck out. Of, and for me also a big part of it is not being in the day to day. You know, I can't come to the studio when I'm in Florida. So all I'm working on a higher level of things. And, um, it also really helped me to get a grip on the systematizing like really cleaning up the systematizing and the systems that we you know we're trying to put together that's another tangent but anyway i I really felt good about the first three months and then i come home to um the state of pennsylvania and the first thing that happened when i walked in the studio was the please wear a mask sign fell down and it blew away (laughs) i did not know where it was oh amazing (laughs) I know. And we lost the file on the computer to reprint it. (laughs) So the laminating machine just wasn't working. So we just started walking in the direction of people can make their own decisions Mm -hmm. and people can be concerned about their own health and their own level of comfort. And that was so liberating for me. And And it really made me, because I was no longer acting in a way that was contrary to what my belief system was Mm -hmm. in my business. So that was a huge, like, that was just amazing. Um, Then we got to have our show in the theater, which was a big deal, because we were very concerned about that. And did you have an audience? Yeah. But it was a limited audience. So Mm -hmm. in a thousand seat theater, we had 135 audience members. Wow. But we were in the theater and we were grateful and, um, the theme was rise up and everyone was very inspired by, you know, we're going to get through this, that whole, you know, that whole rah, rah, sis, ba kind of vibe. And, um, so the show was very well received. The dancing was good. Um, so that was fantastic. And then summer, you know, we did our video premiere, like you said, all the great things about the video premiere, and people came out. We do it in my backyard. Um, that was great. Um, oh, our DSO Connect retreat was a huge highlight. Oh, yes. I forgot to mention that. Of course. That was amazing. Yeah. So we went Such back. Such a good time. And I got yeah. to see all my DSO Connect besties. And um, we. I think the retreat was fantastic. I think I think so
0: too. And we got really
1: good feedback from the attendees too. Everybody who came said it
0: was really great and a really positive experience and that um you know they'd totally come back again. So I think that's that's great feedback.
1: Yeah. And for us, for the 6 of us, we hadn't seen each other in a long time yeah a very long time. summer of 2019 Yes. so we were kind of really desperate for that connect that in-person connection with mm-hmm. each other and that um that was really a highlight yeah of my summer um and then we came back in the fall and you know the numbers were starting to really tick back up again because people were starting to get used to or, you know, people were starting to be ready to Mm -hmm. get back into life and stuff. And at that point I joined in the fight to take the masks off the kids in the school system. Mm -hmm. So I, I was at the school board meetings and I was, um, campaigning for four, um, school board members who were really, you know, that was a big part of their agenda and all four of the, the candidates won. Wow. Board. So um, that was a huge introduction to me for like grassroots, you know, mm-hmm. you know like, what can you do in your community? Um, and people started really reaching out and saying to me, you know, thank you for providing a place where my kid can come after school and not be forced to wear a mask and that is really important to people yeah um, and, and and i have the opposite where i'm still enforcing
0: mask wearing and i have parents who are like thank you so much yeah for making sure that that everybody in the studio is wearing a mask i really right. appreciate knowing that my kids are safe there so it's like you know we're, we're direct opposites but still fulfilling a need in our communities
1: right and the, and the painful part of that is that I had to lose a lot of people who mm-hmm. would rather go to your studio. And that's okay, right. because by the fall, I now have, and, and it's not really in my marketing, but it's kind of like you can infer it, because mm-hmm. like, in my marketing, I'll put smiling faces are welcome here, right. or I never put masks in any of my pe- pictures or anything like that, but I'm not actually saying the words, you know, you know, whatever. So the people who want a studio like yours have left and Mm -hmm. that's okay. I want them to be in a studio where they feel comfortable, Mm -hmm. but there are also a lot of people that want what I'm offering Mm -hmm. and they're grateful that I am, you know, just kind of going against the flow, I guess. And, and hearing that, um, you know, getting that encouragement was huge for me because for the last, you know, since the, since we reopened in June of 2020, it's been, we're leaving, we're leaving, we're leaving, we're leaving, we're leaving, we're leaving. And now all of a sudden in fall of 2021, I'm starting to hear we're staying because we, we, we believe what you're in, what you're doing. Thank you. So now I'm starting to hear the other side of it, but I had to go through a hell of a lot of, you know, you don't always hear the pause. You don't always hear the thank you from the people who are staying. They just, right. Stay. Right. And so now we're starting to hear the thank yous, but yeah. anyway, that was huge for me. And then the last thing to want, you know, round out the year is we did our holiday show back in our theater again, thousand seats, and it was wide open, full capacity. Oh, that's great. And, um, It was great it was fantastic and we did a we put a new spin on it because you know we've been doing our holiday celebration for i don't know 23 years since our seventh year Mm -hmm. and um we have a lot of traditions that and some things change up but this year we kind of changed it up and we put a storyline in it and it was more like a a musical in the sense that it didn't really stop anyway there was a whole new twist on it. it was well received um and lots of people in the audience and it was like old times.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's so wonderful. Yay,
1: good for you. Yeah. So overall, I would say, yeah, well, thanks, Casey. Because when we started this conversation, I was like 2021 was shit. (laughs) (laughs) But when you really go back and inventory, I can see that it wasn't. Right,
0: exactly. And you can, you can think about the low points without like, focusing on them too much and without like harboring on them and, and just like acknowledge that there were low points. Yes. And then what did we learn from them? And then we can move on and improve and, you know, all that.
1: Yeah. Well, I, that's a good exercise. I think everyone should do it. Just go through month by month and, and pick a highlight and pick a highlight. And, then- and and
0: it can be a personal highlight or a professional highlight. It, you know, it can be your family. It can be something you witnessed in your friends. I will say that Another highlight for me was my my dear friend Ashley um, bought uh, another studio that has been existing in our community for for ages. I mean, decades on decades, and she bought it in the in the summer of 2019. So she that first year that she was a studio owner was the covid year and didn't have a recital in spring of 2020. And then in spring of 2021, she created a, an absolute masterpiece. I mean, she rented out a hotel ballroom, created, built a stage, built a light rig, built a sound system, had, had an audience socially distanced pods as a seating. Um, you know, had socially distanced, uh, dressing rooms, the whole shebang, and I got to help out at her show and I got to see some of her show and she's not only my good friend, but also a former employee. And so she, to be able to watch her as the leader of her new team and the leader of her, of her students and, and everything was just so beautiful. And I was so proud of her. It was just so wonderful to witness.
1: Wow, that's incredible. I remember you telling us about what she did. Mm-hmm. That that sounds really impressive. Yeah, it really, really was. Good for her. Yeah, she's awesome. Good for her. We should have her on the podcast to talk about it. Yeah, write that down. Okay, I'm writing it down. <laughs> so last, we do an admin meeting every Monday. And last Monday, I met with my team. And we were talking about the goal, our studio goals. And we started off by um, coming up with a theme for the year. And for us, we decided that our theme is gonna be growth. Um, Last year in 2021, our theme was rebuild. And while we haven't completely rebuilt, um, again, I'm, I was kind of recovering from a couple of things as everyone knows who listens regularly. I was recovering from the COVID stuff. I was recovering from the studio up the road stuff and also the, um, the freedom from mask protocols. (laughs) So, you know, I'm, I'm now more niched down, so I'm not appealing to, you know, the, the the variety of people i was appealing to in 2019 i have a more niched audience so we did rebuild but not completely and this year our theme is going to be growth um with a focus on profitability and um because i understand that even though my monthly revenues are revenue is less the important number is what am i able to put away at the end of the month so you know, you can bring in you know hundred thousand dollars a month, but if you're spending ninety nine hundred ninety nine thousand dollars a month, then that's not as good as if you bring in fifty thousand dollars a month and retain ten thousand a month. So right. I'm looking more at the profitability as opposed to um, you know more students, more students, more students, more students, because right. that is not always the answer or it's not the only way to to attack the problem right yeah increasing revenue is one thing but decreasing your
0: expenses
1: is another thing right so one of the things that i did was i just made my whole to-do list is like a clipboard and i just i have to-do lists and whatever i want at top of mind and one of the things i did was i just with my colored pens I made, exp- um, uh, the page that says cut expenses and I wrote in the left column, what the expense, this is so good for me because it's visual and it's all in one place. So I wrote down certain expenses that I had in the left column, what the amount was in December of 2021 in the next column, what my new expense would be in January and what was the difference. So for example, um, my. Um, let me give a good example. So my, my Comcast bill, this is a small example, but like my Comcast bill, I wrote Comcast in the expense column. And then in December of 2021, it was $332 a month. And I called them and I was like, how can I lower my bill without decreasing my internet speed? And they said, well, you've got two lines, but maybe you just want one line. So I was like, how much they're going to save me? And they were like $20. And I was like, (laughs) <laughs> like is it worth it but I was like yes I'm doing it we don't need we don't we have one person at the desk only one person can talk on the phone and we all have cell phones so $20 boom but then there's up uh, and so then in the last column it's so then in the January column it says three hundred and twelve dollars and six cents and then in the last column it says I save $20 a month but then there's other ones like my rent I renegotiated my rent and I took my rent down from 5,000 a month to 3,000 a month. So I saved and well, I didn't really. That's amazing. Well, caveat is that I did some um, improvements to the outside of my building Mm -hmm. and the arrangement I had with my landlord slash dad (laughs) was that I had to kind of Pay it back in rent, like for his numbers, whatever. Yeah. But it, it just, it, it was just like, okay, that's all paid off now. So now my rent um is $2,000 a month cheaper. That's huge. That my, is huge. Man, I got to get a dad landlord.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I got to talk to Corey about that. Hey, Corey, time for but you to buy everything- a building.
1: But this is so helpful to me because like it's on my to-do clipboard. And then the column of the savings, you can add up and see how
0: much you're saving every month. And that's exciting.
1: On the business end, I've saved $6,231.05 on my business every month. Amazing. And then I did one for my personal stuff as well. But just having it, like I I know you're a spreadsheet queen and I know that (laughs) there's fancier ways to do it. But- then i have to go into the spreadsheet every day when i open my little clipboard to-do list i see this right and it's like oh let me let me find one more thing let me find one more thing that i can like save fifty dollars or whatever i love that so that was one of my strategies um the other what the other thing I want to do really is um focus on paying down some business debt because Mm. over 2020 we did prior to 2020 my business had no debt at all and now we've incurred some debt just to kind of you know keep the head above water so um I'm really going to be laser focused Dave Ramsey style on getting that so this um amount of money that I save every month in my regular bills can be go towards paying down your debt. Amazing. Right. Right. And, um, so there's, so paying down debt, um, reducing expenses, maximizing profit margins. So every time we're running a class or running an event, we're looking at those profit margins. And whereas in 2019, I would be able to say, well, you know, that guest teacher, is a little more expensive than I wanted, but it would be really great for my students. So let's just splurge, you know, now this year it might be like, no, we're not going to just splurge. We're going to either negotiate the price to meet our margins or we're just going to have to pass right? Um, exactly. or get a different teacher or something. Um, and it's not forever, but we have to do this in order to get through this hump. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing is I'm really going to be investing in some of my, of uh, in some younger team members, As we all know, those um, very experienced and knowledgeable ballet teachers come with a very hefty price tag. And while I do have um, one of them on my team, um, I had three of them on my team last year and two of them are gone. One is starting her own thing with my bless, you know, like whatever, it's all good. And then one is not comfortable with the students being unmasked. So I only have one expensive, um, ballet teacher. So what I'm doing is trying to invest in my younger team members, train them, get them to deliver a high quality class. That will cost less, and I'm also I'm investing in them. I'm investing in their training, and the younger student teach. I'm sorry, the younger teachers will probably, hopefully, have more longevity in the mm-hmm. studio because they're, you know, I'm investing in them, and right, the- and that turns
0: into loyalty and retention of your teacher of your teaching staff, which is right. really important. Right, yeah. and that I act- mean, like teacher retention
1: is just as important as student retention in my mind. Yeah, because we spend so much energy and I mm-hmm. and I pay Jamie so much, you know, I mean, that's her job, but she gets paid to work on the hiring process. And if she's not having to worry about that, then she can be working on other things like right. getting a new outreach program. So, um, so do you have a theme, a focus and strategies? Um, I haven't
0: really like sat down and had like a, you know, like a CEO meeting with myself yet about the new year, but I think... I do need to focus on profitability. Um, I, I've started this thing where I have, and as you know, I am a spreadsheet queen. Um, so like your clipboard, I do a spreadsheet for every event or you know new class or whatever. And um, so part of it is like the budget of expenses and part of it is the, the revenue that came in. And then like, what did we actually do during the event? And then notes for next year um, all in one document. So I've got it saved for every single event that we do, whether it's the holiday party, which, you know, we don't charge for. So obviously we just lose money on that, but it's a community building event. Um, but you know, my notes for next year on that include like how to get a better RSVP rate? Well, send out the invitations earlier. Um, you know, make sure that there's like prizes for the kids to win at different games that we have. You know, stuff like that in, to in, um, incentivize people to come. Um, and so that's like my notes for next year for that event. Um, but I also want to—I've—I I- I've really upped my game in the past like six or seven months in my bookkeeping, I do my own bookkeeping because I'm a control freak about that. Um, and I actually kind of enjoy it. Um, and I've really upped my game in staying on top of it, which is like really empowering. I used to be, you know, that, that scramble in, you know, the new year of getting all my bookkeeping done before tax season. Um, but now I'm like, I'm, I'm, It it is January 3rd, and I am almost done with December of 2021 bookkeeping. Wow, Um,
1: that's impressive.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so what I want to do is continue to stay on top of things so that I can run monthly monthly reports through QuickBooks and through my studio management software, and then send them to people who are like my advisory committee, which basically includes my dad, my aunt, and my uncle. (laughs) Um, but like I have them, like my my uncle has run major corporations, like international companies. My aunt is a a retired CPA. You know, my dad used to be a um, he used to write uh, bookkeeping software programs. And so they have all this knowledge and I'm just like not using them. (laughs) So, um, I used to, uh, send them monthly reports and then they would, you know, give me feedback and stuff. Oh, let's see if you can lower this number or why is this number higher than it was last month or whatever. Um, and I kind of fell off from doing that. Um, so I want to start that back up again, where I'm actually utilizing the resources that I have in these people that want to help me. That's Um,
1: fantastic. I love that. I didn't know that about you, that you had that going on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, when I first split from my former business partner, the three of them were the people that I turned to in that process of, you know, negotiating the terms of the buyout and, um, you know, the the loan agreement and all that stuff. And so they kind of continued to mentor me through the early stages of me being a solo business owner. And now that I've got several years of that under my belt, I realize I can still use them. Like, it's not bad to ask for other people's advice or input. Like that is a good thing to do because yeah. you're like their brains are different from mine. So they will see something different. Um, because I, I looked into having uh, my accountant do like quarterly reviews and, and coaching calls, and it was going to be probably worth it, but pretty expensive. Um, and I was like, wait, I have people who are willing
1: to do this for free. <laughs> so, yeah. and that's they, And they love you. And, and they love me. They're my family. They they're genuinely you know, interested in seeing you succeed. Exactly. Exactly. So, and they understand,
0: they pretty well understand the the way that business works. So by now, Um, so that's good too. Um, So yeah, I'm going to focus on staying on top of bookkeeping, um, looking closely at the profitability of every event and class that I have. um, And maybe not like, um, I don't know, like, like tweaking things as much as I can this year, but really just taking the information and and so that I have a, a collection of, of data from which to improve upon for next year, if that makes sense.
1: That's fantastic. Yeah, I'm excited. So the other thing we did that other, I won't go through all of our stuff, but if, if our listeners are thinking about doing something like this with their team, the other thing you can do outside of, Um, coming up with your business's theme focus and strategies is you can do a SWOT analysis and a lot of people already know what this is but for those of you who don't it's SWOT analysis and the, the SWOT stands for strengths weaknesses opportunities and threats and the strengths and the weaknesses are generally internal ...strengths and weaknesses and the opportunities and threats are usually things that are coming from an external source. And if you just do a quick Google um, search on SWOT analysis, you can find uh, an in-depth detailed, you know, you can find charts and, and descriptions and, and much more than I can go into right now. But we found it helpful as a team, We I just made a blank template that I handed out to my team. I actually gave them two copies. I said, if you want to do one, you know, for your own personal life, when you get home, you you've got one to take home, but also, um, if you want to do, and so as a group, we kind of went through what are the business's strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And it was interesting because we all pretty much agreed on everything. Like, it wasn't like somebody said something. It was like, I never thought of that. It was like, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. Like we all knew where our weaknesses and our strengths were. And the interesting thing is my son, Nicholas, who works kind of, um, does AT and, um, I'm sorry, IT and, um, Audiovisual stuff at our studio. And he's also the technical director for any of our our performances. He was, um, coming through to do something. And I was like, Nick, come in this meeting, come in this meeting. And here's, uh, you know, he's 24 years old. He grew up at the studio. He's now working, um, part-time here, but he's not in it every day. Like the rest of us are. Um, he, you know, he's kind of on the periphery, but he hears me in the kitchen. You know, he, he, he's heard me all along. And I was like, sit down and from your perspective, help us with this SWOT analysis. And he was the he, same thing. It was like, these are our strengths, these are our weaknesses, these are our challenges, um, obstacle opportunities and threats. And um, it was just that, that really stood out to me. Like it's so clear as a bell, now just fix it. So that was really enlightening. That's great. What were some of the opportunities that you guys as a team? Um, well, I think that one opportunity is that like, what we were talking about before, there are people in our communities that have very different, um, viewpoints on masks. And some people want, some people believe it's in their child's best interest to be masked. And some people believe it's in their child's best interest to not be masked. So by embracing our stance. Um, we can find more families that are good match for our studio. So I think that that is a, that is an opportunity that's kind of coming from an external source. Um, but you know, this is something that I'm, I want to be more emboldened to stand in. And, um, as long as, you know, there's not a mask mandate in, in my community, which there is not, there's no reason I can't say in my marketing we're mask optional not first of all it's not against the law it's not against a mandate you know what i mean like right yeah like like you can go to this store or you can go to that store Mm -hmm. so anyway the other opportunities that we listed were um you know this new concept of creating a musical every year is an opportunity Mm. that we want to develop um we want to explore more outreach programs we have a few that are going but it's like let's Mm -hmm rev that up because we our teachers are free during the day Mm -hmm. and um you know they're high profit margin and Mm -hmm. once you set them in motion it runs itself right um and then oh this was kind of a thing um there's i i've been kind of toying with the idea of like an after-school program kind of like what we talked about with bonnie Mm -hmm. however we really want to stay away from anything that makes it sound like that puts us in the category of child care Childcare, right or even camp um mm-hmm. so um we were thinking about and and the, the big thing that's holding us back is not having a specific space where the kids can kind of hunker down because i don't want it to be like okay you guys can hunker down in studio three but only till 4 45 and then i need you to move to studio you know, and then you're going to have to do your homework in there. And in then the hallway. And then you're stuck in the bathroom or inside a cup. Like, yeah. <laughs> right, right. So yeah. we were thinking about turning one of the rooms in our music academy, the bigger room in our music academy into that room, that kind of a a space and just, you know, turning it into like a homework snack room. And that way, you know, in, even if we only had a couple kids, it's not like we need It's it's no additional space um, rental. Like I'm not having to rent the building next door or anything. Um, Anyway, that's something that we're toying around with. So those are our, and then of course, this this dead horse that I keep can't stop beating is our Just for Kicks program. We've got this um, like recreational option that nobody ever signs up for. And I don't know why I can't let it go. Like people just want, if they want, us they're coming here for like a dance curriculum right and they want recreational they go, somewhere, they go else. somewhere else yeah and i cannot get this just for kicks thing off the ground here hmm. so i might need to just say let it go but it just keeps coming back up on my list interesting interesting
0: yeah. well that's so, exciting those are some great opportunities yeah so yeah, i might have to have to go out to dinner with Brittany and do our own SWOT analysis. You should. I yeah, reckon. I think that would be lovely. Cool. Okay. So
1: what was your heart happy moment from the last week or so? Robin? Um, my mind always goes to my granddaughter. And... Of course. Well, okay. I'll say something new. No, I'll, I'll,
0: it's okay to always think of your granddaughter. She is a very heart happy. Yeah. You know little nugget of your life she is um
1: she's I so think, stinking cute okay it'll be genevieve but next week i'll try to think of something new next Every week perfect. i'll probably be in florida so that'll Yay. be a little new thing but um yeah jenna we've been trying to you know it's been the holidays so they've been over for christmas eve Christmas Day, day after Christmas, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. Like we've seen them a lot. Yeah. And it's always um, a joy to see her. And the funny thing is that she's now starting to see her, you're starting to see her personality. Uh And um, she has like different routines. It's like Groundhog Day when she comes to my house because she comes in the door, she comes running to me, I scoop her up and she wants to look at the refrigerator because her picture's on it. And she says, Oh, she points to her picture and there's uh, pictures of my sons as well. And we, I say, where's uncle Alex? And she points to uncle Alex and where's your dad, which is crazy because the picture of her dad is like when he was in high school playing soccer oh my and gosh. She, we call him soccer Nick because um, <laughs> he's not a soccer Nick anymore. He's dad bod Nick. <laughs> But um, anyway, it's just like the little routines. And then we go in her little playroom and we play, get her puzzle. And anyway, she's just a joy and she's funny. And when I come back, I'm going to miss her desperately when we go to Florida. But I'm going to have to do um, some FaceTiming or whatever. Um, I have a feeling that when I come home, she's going to be a whole different human. Like she'll have words because she doesn't really have words yet. Mm -hmm. um, But she does sign language. So that's good that's really cool anyway she just everything about her she smells sweet and she's cute and just all of those ridiculous things yeah (laughs) absolutely as you should
0: (laughs) um let's see i think my heart happy moment was um christmas eve and christmas day and christmas night getting to see friends and family that i hadn't seen since before the pandemic And oh, you'll love this. It was my aunt and uncle's 50th wedding anniversary. Um, And so their kids, my cousins decided to honor that by getting a life-size cardboard printout made of their wedding photo. (gasps) How cool. (laughs) Yeah, and then they had like a whole dinner party later on after I had already left um, and gone back to Richmond. But it was just so cool to like, I, I sat next to my uncle at Christmas dinner and Um, and then they, you know, they brought out the cardboard cutout and they, you know, it was just so lovely and so nice. And I heard my uncle lean over to my aunt Sue and uncle Mike goes, look at all this. We made all this, like meaning like everybody at the table, like all of their grandkids and, cousins and, and siblings and stuff. And it was just so sweet and I just loved it. I
1: loved love it, it. Yeah. Love
0: it was really, really nice, so. And
1: as you get older, like that is the most important thing. Like mm-hmm. that's what it's all about. Yeah. I remember saying when my kids were young, I used to, you know, in the middle of the chaos of having three young boys, like all two years apart and you know, the chaos of it all you know, you just finally, like you sit down and you're watching it. And I would, I remember saying to my husband, this is what it's all about. And I'd say it a lot. And he'd be like, every once in a while, he'd be like, Robin, this is what it's all about. And as you get older, it's, it's kind of, it's the same, but it's different. It's mm-hmm. like, now I'm looking at my young adult sons with their families or, you know, a new girlfriend or, you know, t- excited that they, you know, br- you know, they, a new opportunity that's come their way. And that's, what it's all about right yeah so yeah that's good stuff that's yeah
0: it's really good stuff and i you know i hadn't seen them in so long so just to be there with everybody and hugging my cousins that i hadn't seen in forever and seeing my cousin's kids we took so my three of my of my cousins kids so my my cousins once removed are teenage boys and they are all so tall like over six feet tall. And me and my mom and my other aunt, Carol, we are all very short. And so like five feet, I'm five feet tall. Um, my mom is like five two. So we took a picture alternating short, tall, short, tall, short, tall with the three of the tall teenage boys. And it is just so hilarious. We look like different species, I swear to God. It's like hobbits and elves. It's so funny. It's so funny. Anyway, yeah. But it felt so. It felt so good to just be around them, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I'm so glad you had a great holiday. Thanks. I'm glad you did too. I'm ready to charge into this new year. Yeah. Get to the sunshine and. Um, yeah, I'm ready to just do it. Like, let's yeah. move. Let's let's go. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also, I'm doing a 21 day no wine challenge. Oh. God bless you. Good luck. Um, I'll keep you posted yeah, on that. Yeah, keep and posted Lauren... on how that goes. <laughs> Actually, today I felt great at the gym. So that's oh, a- good.
0: That's awesome. I need to keep
1: reminding myself of how that feels. Yes, for sure. All right. Well, thank you, everybody,
0: for listening. We will be back next week with another episode of the DSO Connect podcast. And have a great week. Bye, y'all.